take charge of your leadership development. Join our How to Take the Lead Substack community for bonus materials, exclusive content, and discussions that will challenge and change the way you lead. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find out more. You know, I had this wonderful metaphor of painting pictures and, and then you're like, where you. am I going with this? Yeah, it's gone. I don't yeah. know. We've, we're, starting, we're starting series it's, three with a bang. And, it's, well, business as usual. Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie Ann Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit howtotakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. Right, and we are back. It's series three. We are here. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day, and I'm feeling good. <laughs> I did wonder if a song was coming, and it's only taken one episode. So if you're new to the show, hit that follow button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you're a regular listener and you're joining us for another adventure, please share the show with someone you know so that more people can join the modern leader movement. Modern leader movement. I'm loving it. Yeah. And if you're wondering if we always like look like this, no, is the honest truth. We look like this today because we're now on YouTube. So hi. If you're watching us over there, um, we'd love it if you subscribed and liked this video so that there's a chance that YouTube might actually recommend us to some other people. So it's quite an exciting way to start the series. I am slightly nerve-wracking. So we've got to series three and I'm like, right, I'm all over this podcasting now. I'm loving it. I'm totally confident about it. Oh, no, we're going on YouTube. Oh, right. Okay. So I actually have to look like I've put some proper clothes on. Well, we can't <laughs> put a brush through my hair. We can't proclaim that we want to change leadership in the modern world without actually getting out there and true. Like spreading the word, as it were. True, true. We're on it a mission. Like it sounds like we're like building our own little cult, which yeah. we are not. <laughs> no, we are, but we are on a mission and we're all about uh, taking action, I think, this year. 2023 yes. is going to be the year of action, so I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. So, episode one. I... I don't know about you, but I've started the year and the series in a bit of a reflective place. It's tough out there. It's been tough for a few years and it's like not abating anytime soon. And the leaders that I'm talking to are tired. Their teams are tired. At one point, you could say, well, it's only going to be for a time, but it feels like there's been one thing after another, after another. And I suppose I wanted to kick off the series in this first episode to recognise that in some way. And I suppose explore what you can do as a leader when things do get challenged, but when that challenge is relentless. And I suppose to start the episode... I kind of want to ask, where do you start? <laughs> because if you think of the situation that so many leaders are in now, you've got the aftermath of recovery post-pandemic, you've got 
the economic situation, cost of living crisis. You know, in Britain, we've got the strike action. You've got political turmoil all over the world. We've got we've got wars going on. Climate we've got issues. leaders stepping down politically yeah. across yeah. the across the globe. Falling trust in in kind of big organisations and stuff. So, like, how do you actually start to unpick it all and find that starting point as a leader? And you're trying to navigate your way through. Like, where do you start? <laughs> I feel like if I knew the answer to that question, Lee, I would be uh, maybe a millionaire, or at least uh, at least have more profile than I've got. But um, a good a good question about where do you start? And you're absolutely right. I feel like we're in a space where leaders are tired, and I think we are hearing leaders say that actually, particularly yeah. in some of that political space. And I know we don't always want to focus our leadership conversations around politics but um you know that's out there there are people saying they're burning out they're tired i think people are in a space where perhaps frustrations are starting to take hold because it just feels like one thing after another after another and i think for me a place where you can at least try to make a start or try to reflect and also forward think is is in that space where you actually take the time to try to determine what things are actually in your mm. control mm. because there are so many things that are totally out of our control as leaders as people in the workplace and as colleagues employees as just human beings right now with mm. everything that you've said is going on that actually we just need to pause take stock and decide what things are actually within our gift to take some level of control over and I started by saying it feels like 2023 is going to be a year of action. And I think that's also something that you need to think about when you are determining what's within your control. What What is it that you can actually take some action on? And then align that with what you know or find out if you don't know this already around what is important to your key stakeholders. So whether yeah. that's your teams in your, your organization whether that's your clients communities whatever that is what's important to them and therefore what can you take action on to make some sort of impact or positive difference is probably where I mean it, I'm saying it as if that's really easy to do but yeah. that is where I would start that thinking and those conversations yeah I, I concur in the sense that your staff and your communities or the, the people you serve in, in depending on the type of organization that you you run they're your guide almost at, at this time aren't they that it's it is around what's going to resonate with them what's going to help them where they'd value your input most as a leader and you can't second guess that you've got to ask them about the issues and the impact it's having on them and find out what possible answers or solutions they might have don't make an assumption and often as leaders we think this you know that savior complex i've got to be a hero and come in and rescue it and i do think particularly at the minute just acknowledging actually there's a lot of stuff going on and i don't have the answers it's not all in my control but where can we wrestle some control is a, is a good starting point to have those conversations with people who i completely agree i also think that Sometimes you can get so consumed with all the big stuff that's happening, but there are little things 
that you probably can do to push the dial in all of those things in one way or another. And that can add up to actually make a difference for the people on the ground, as it were. So um, I, I think sometimes just breaking that down, and again, it goes back to asking asking the people that, that matter around how you can help. Um, you probably do have more influence than you think you might have on some of these big issues. I was just going to say on on that point, I yeah, I do agree because I think sometimes you and you touched on it earlier that we're in this state where we, we had the that's not the right term to use. We had the pandemic, but I think we felt like we were going to be in a position where there would be a kind of short to medium term crisis that then we would be recovering from and, and coming out of. But actually, we've just lurched into to more and more. Um, and we're just in that ongoing crisis mode. And I think it can be easy to slip into that space of catastrophizing. Yeah. So I'm so glad I got that word out because I over, was overthinking it before I said it. And I was like, I'm going to say it wrong. Um, catastrophizing and and thinking that we don't have any control and actually that opportunity to to just reflect. And like you say, even if it's small things. I think that just helps move you into a different mindset and a different headspace as a leader. Yeah. And I, th I think it's important also that even though there's all this other stuff going on, you can't ignore perhaps the things that are on your doorstep either. And um, you, there's, there's a reality about there will always be something. Yes, it does feel like there's an inordinate amount of stuff happening at the minute. And it does feel relentless, but probably people would have said that maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, or, you know, if you think back to when other big things happened, then it probably felt like there was a lot of things happening at one time and hitting you. And so you can't let that stop you as a leader, as an organization from moving forward, but you might just need to take stock on how you do that. So it might be, how do you reevaluate? the reality of the situation so what you're trying to achieve when you're wanting to do things by and you might have to adapt that you might have to slow things down slightly it might be you can speed things up also there's there might be an opportunity in some of this stuff and, and we overlook it and just look at the negative but the pandemic shows that people were able to pivot and change their businesses and and actually thrive in a situation of, of crisis um that re-evaluation might show you that the things you thought were important perhaps aren't as important in the grand scheme. Um, and then I think the third thing for me is that sense of knowing where your tipping point is and when you're asking too much. And I think that's been the balance over the last couple of years and certainly the conversations I've been having with leaders, that sense of they're working so hard, there's, you know, so many hours, it feels, it feels relentless and then, and then, and then, and there's only so much goodwill or whatever you can, you can pull on and it's knowing what the right thing to ask and when and what that breaking point might be. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you've said and I think the bits for me that are really striking a chord um, are around that the saviour complex that you talked mm. about like I do often think that leaders as leaders we put ourselves in a position where we feel or perceive ourselves to have to be the people that have all of the answers yeah. um and uh you, you know whether that is a true reflection of how we're perceived in in the spaces we we lead or not I, I think you can feel that and I do think that asking other people what would 
be the solutions they could bring to the table is really important because as well as you feeling like you're able to take some control back, you're actually uh, gifting the others around you um, some of that control as well at a time when people probably feel like things are very chaotic and and out of control. So I, I do think that, you know, control is not usually a word that I would use a lot because in a, a lot of spaces, the connotations of that I don't like in a leadership space. But I think if people... Um, if you can enable people to feel some sort of autonomy and feel empowered to do something that will improve their own situation and that you are offering support and enabling them to do that, I think that can be really powerful. Yeah, yeah. So we know, you know, any management leadership theory book, whatever your choice of learning is, or they all talk about, in a challenging situation, you, you've got to try and share a vision. You've got to show what an end picture might look like, you know, inspire some form of hope, that light at the end of the tunnel that people often talk about. And we've just been talking a lot about control. But I think the biggest frustrations can come from those points where you feel you've got no or limited control, where it, perhaps it's not always possible to paint that future scene for people. So as a leader, if you're in that position, what can you do instead? So um, I think there are a few things that spring to mind for me. And some of it for me is not about what you can do instead, because I would hope you're doing some of these things anyway in that leadership space. But I appreciate in times of pressure and when things feel really difficult, um, you know, things can slip. But I mean, first and foremost, for me, it's about transparency and honesty And actually, you know, if you've taken the time as a leader to uh, be connecting and building those relationships with your key stakeholders, whoever they might be, um, I would hope that you're already in that space of having open and transparent conversations. But I think you just have to be honest about the fact that actually right now, we don't know where this is going to end up. You know, if you think about the pay disputes that are happening in, in Britain right now and people going on strike, I don't think there's really anyone who's in a position as a leader on any side of that dispute mm. to really give the clarity about what the end result might look like. Um, and, and, you know, that's why we're in a, a bit of a deadlock situation with that. So I, I think there is something about being honest about that and open and having those discussions. Um, I also think of a few of the things we touched on um, in response to that sort of first conversation point. But um, I know you talk about this a lot and we have had this conversation um, through Take the Lead and, and on other episodes of the podcast about that adaptability. So mm. don't you you talked about, you know, the strategy and being able to be flexible and adapt. And actually, you know, maybe now is not the time to be totally focused on what your five-year strategy may have been. Um, and actually, are we even operating now in an environment as leaders where having that long-term strategy is even something that seems reasonable and achievable so actually demonstrating that adaptability and that willingness to change course I think is important alongside recognizing that some people really struggle with change so actually if there were some people who were really bought into your strategy for your organization or your vision as a leader and you you know you have to say we're going to have to change approach our strategic objectives need to be different we have to be focused on something else to respond to the situation we find ourselves in. Just bear in mind that other people, you know, some people will absolutely 
But yeah, yeah, that's the right thing to do. I'm totally on board with that and find it easy to change mm-hmm. tack and, and other people might not. So it's just having that uh, awareness, I think. And for me, um, again, you, you mentioned this, there's something about what are the small things that might make the biggest difference? And yeah. actually, if you haven't got an end state or an end goal in mind, or you have, but it just doesn't feel realistic right now because there is so much uncertainty, you know, bring it right back down to like those small things that would yeah. make people feel feel different today, tomorrow, next week, rather than one year, two year, three years time, because yeah. actually that's what that's what will make a difference for people on the ground who are looking to you to lead them and, and, and give them any semblance of, of reassurance or assurance you're able to. Yeah, you can still paint a picture. It just might not be the picture you you originally envisaged you were going to be painting for people. And, Absolutely. And yeah, it might it might be. Uh, I was trying to think of a really good analogy then, and I haven't got one, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, I had this wonderful metaphor of painting pictures, and and then you're like, where am I going with this? Yeah, it's gone. I don't yeah. know. We've, we're starting. We're starting series it's, three with a bang. And, it's, well, business as usual. It's yeah. It's like doing the dot to dot, and all the dots have moved, so you're not quite yeah. sure what shape you're going to get to. That's that's a really good analogy. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, there's something about your leadership m- mindset at this time and how you decide you're going to respond to something. So I think one of the, the worst things you can do and it can be feel so tempting when there's so many things going on is to sit in that discomfort and feel the pain all the time and moan about kind of how bad it is and then never do anything about it you know because then that can just perpetuate that feeling of hopelessness and and um, also doesn't provide the inspiration and hope that you might need to as, as a leader so I, I think there's there's something you need to do as a leader around reframing your mindset when chips are down as it were and deciding what is it that you can do instead so it might be really simple things and we've talked about small things you could do and I, and I think you know looking to the health service for example in the in the cost of living crisis you know organizations were setting up food banks for staff or clothes swap shops or doing some free breakfasts for, for people in the morning. So really little things, but it was with a recognition of we know there's a really big problem here and we can't help we can't tackle it all, but we can do some little gestures that will um yeah, even if you're helping other organizations or, or partnering that you wouldn't normally do, there there will be opportunities and it's that mindset shift that you, that you need to take. Um I think the other thing for me and we've talked about this in other series before, is this notion of the voice you have as a leader. And it's such an important and trusted voice. And we know the evidence is there that staff and communities are looking to leaders of their local organisations to talk on their behalf. They see you as the person that can affect most change. Um, and so you need to start using your voice in this time and don't just sit there and say, oh, I can't comment on that because it's not something that we directly involved in or it's not our responsibility. It's a big, you know, we can't get involved in political issues or we can't do that. 
there will be something you can do and sometimes it might feel uncomfortable it might feel like you're not going to be the popular one if you if you speak out on an issue actually where where are you looking for that popularity are you looking at it with you know the the big wigs at national or government level or are you looking to support your people and that's actually who you're being employed to serve yeah I I, yeah I think that is a, a really important point to make and and I just wanted to just go back a little bit. That's the small things that make the big difference. And all of those things you mentioned in in that particular example were like really human things as well. Yeah. They weren't. They're things that just as a human being, it's really good to do for other people. Yeah. And I think that that is also really important to demonstrate as a leader that you're a human being too. And and I do think there is something about that well being piece. Like obviously mm. your own, because as we've said, it is really easier during a tough time to like burn out or to just keep trying to you know pile more and more on top um but I do think as well like demonstrating concern and offering opportunity to support the well-being of your colleagues of your stakeholders communities clients whatever that may be um it is ever more important at this point in time when there are so many difficult challenging upsetting things happening um in, in society and, and, and in people's lives Cat's Pyjamas empowers communications professionals to grow and thrive in their careers through mentoring, collaboration and community. I'm Carrie-Anne and I'm passionate about supporting you to reach the next level of your communications career. Book a free 30-minute discovery call and we can talk over how working together will re-energise and refresh your strategies and approach, helping you reach your goals whatever they may be. We'll focus on what's important to you right now and how I can help you take action to move forward and grow. If you're ready to feel empowered and take the next steps in your communications journey, then visit cats-pajamas.co.uk to book your discovery call. Firefighting mode is something that, you know, has been activated in so many ways for so many leaders across lots of different sectors over the last couple of years really and when you're in that mode it can feel really really glib or inappropriate perhaps to be focused on other stuff the developmental stuff the strategic stuff Um, and more people I've been talking to at very senior levels are you know having to work in the weeds to show camaraderie to help out to try and get things moving or whatnot and it's become this challenge to get out of that cycle for, of firefighting, doing the do instead of doing the bigger stuff that you might need to do as a leader. So I'm interested what's worked for you in terms of how do you shift from there's a time and place of doing doing that and then there's a time of when I need to exit as a leader. I, I guess um, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because you to mention like development and I think Mm. when you're in constant firefighting mode it feels like being focused on development is like so totally out there it's not the right thing to do Mm. um and I guess as somebody who's really big on self-development and the development of others somebody who mentors I'm talking to you who's a coach people are probably going to roll their eyes and go well she would say it's actually the time when it's probably more important than ever but that that is genuinely how I feel 
And I feel like you do have to take time. You have to make that time to focus on uh, on developing yourself, understanding what development needs your leadership team might have because you've been operating in that in the weeds operational firefighting mode um, for so long that you kind of need to step away from that. And I guess things that have slipped for me at times when we've been in firefighting mode have actually been the things on reflection it would have been really important to keep doing and mm-hmm. I maybe haven't haven't always done that and uh, I'm now in a position of re-establishing those so things like yesterday um, I had a strategy day out of the office with my deputy and we purposefully took ourselves out of our usual work environment you know, put her out of offices on, were not available, um, you know, to the team, to the organization, because we needed that dedicated time together to focus mm-hmm. on team development, our own development, what our priorities really do need to be over the coming months, and just have that focus on that. And actually, pre-pandemic, uh, we were doing that like once every six to eight weeks, having that day together to really be focused and obviously through the pandemic that slipped but now it's back in because we realize the value of that in terms of being able to be away from for a period of time that really operational kind of firefighting mode that we're in but I also think it's important for you to offer those opportunities to your team as well because if you're in that space and you're operating maybe you know below the level at which you know you've been employed to operate which is what we're talking about that being in the weeds then you can you can bet that your colleagues in your team will be doing the same thing, um, and actually you need to create that space um, to have those conversations and pick yourself, you know, up out of that and focus mm. on. Even if it is, what do we need to achieve over the next six weeks? That's that's a step away from what do we need to achieve in the next six hours when mm. you're working really mm. operationally. So so for me, that's been really important to to reestablish and put back in place. Yeah. For me, there's something about you need to start signaling your intent to shift because the boundaries have been reset at that point that you've been working in that firefighting mode, you've been down in the weeds. People may have created um, dependencies on you and if you suddenly go like that overnight, I'm I'm suddenly now going to be doing this and you haven't explained why and what the outcome is and, and why things are shifting people will think oh do they not think this is a priority anymore or they're, they're abandoning us and all of that stuff which can almost in itself create another little mini crisis of of whatever within within your team or your organization so it's, it's not like a ripping a sticking plaster off very quickly I do think there's some work you need to do to to extract yourself out of that way of working but you have to do it very openly um vocally and be really clear on, on the boundaries and, and how what that's going to mean for everyone not just you yeah and I, th- I think that clarity on boundaries is important and linked to that clarity on what people's roles are and mm. also expectations of individuals and the wider team so being transparent and having those conversations is is really important and actually, I think there's an opportunity to reflect uh, as a leader yourself that if you are constantly in the weeds of things, like, you've gone there with good intent, I think, as a leader, mm. because you're in firefighting mode and you're wanting to roll your sleeves up and help get through the crisis or, or whatever. But 
if you're sort of constantly in that mode, it can feel to other people around you like you're meddling. Mm. And actually you're stepping on the toes of other people's whose job it is to be operational or tactical or, you know, whatever level that is that you're you're operating in. Um, and I think it can also impact if you continue to be in that space on how valuable other people see their own contributions, mm. because you can actually start to get into a space where other people see you as doing their job. And is that because that person doesn't value what I'm bringing? Is that because I'm not good enough? Is it because they don't trust me? Yeah, so trust, that, that was that, the word that was in my head. Yeah, so that that's also something that I think you really need to reflect on as a leader as you're doing what you said and kind of navigating your exit from being in that operational firefighting space to kind of moving back to the, to the space that you should be operating in. Mm. So we normally finish every episode with a how-to and, and rather than a straight-up how-to this week I, I kind of want to ask another question but it is a how-to question so I'm being a bit cheeky <laughs> I love it so and we've touched on some of this in in the conversation so we know that that constant challenge can have a real impact on well-being on motivation for example so what do leaders need to start doing differently to make 2023 feel different Okay. So for me, it is definitely about being focused on actions, not just words. Mm. And that what we've talked about already about like what can actually be done to take action and progress things and move things forward. I also think leaders need to ask of themselves and of others, what do people need from me as a leader? What is it that you actually need from me as a leader? And ask that question about as a leader, what value can I truly add here? So if we just go back to that previous conversation about being in the weeds, what value can I truly add here? And if it is none, mm -hmm. then find a way to step out of that space. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think some of that might be uncomfortable to have that conversation with yourself and with, with other people. But I think it's really important to have because I think you can almost ignore the bigger picture and the things that do need you to start taking some action because you're creating a level of false comfort about where you are operating in those yeah. weeds. So so for me, they would be the thing um, that, that I would say. And then mm. I, I think as a sort of practical thing, which always sounds easier than it, than it is to actually do, um, there's something around how do you create that space and time um, for you to, to refocus your efforts if that's mm. time blocking, if that's having less meetings, if that's taking days out and working in a different environment, I think those things can actually really help to shift your mindset and your outlook. Yeah, yeah, love that. And I think linked to that bit around shifting your mindset and, and outlook is that starting to look after yourself through all this and role model the behaviours and all of that kind of stuff so that you're team feel they have permission to do the same because I think often that that does get overlooked it's interesting that you use the phrase um you know ask more and I don't disagree with anything you said but my my how to of how to do things differently is actually stop asking <laughs> but I say it from a stop asking for permission I think there's too many leaders and it goes back to my point around start using your voice there's too many leaders who are caught up in the optics of I need to do what I'm told, I need to follow the pack 
And I'm not suggesting that you start doing things that break organizational policy or pull you into, repu- you know, reputational issues or, or anything like that. But there are ways that you can smartly make sure that your voice is heard and, and you have more impact and influence than you can ever imagine you have. And you need to bloody start doing something about it. <laughs> Mic drop, end of episode. Just take that forward into 2023 and yeah. the world of leadership is already a better place. Yeah. So that's it. End of, end of episode one. Um, as we said at the outset, we are now on YouTube. So follow if you want to see our lovely faces as we as we look at each of our kind of going, what was it I was going to say? feel free to hop on over there and and give us a follow Um, if you like this episode subscribe and please do find one other person that you think could benefit from this podcast and share it with them because we would love more people to be getting involved in the conversations and yeah just just like this is the year of action let's all just get out there and do something until next week bye thanks for listening to today's episode don't forget to hit follow and share the show with someone you know oh that rhymes a rating or review will be much appreciated if you're looking for some leadership inspiration why not get a free copy of our recommended reading list visit howtotakethelead.com to download until next week get out there and take the lead